Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Over 5 million people play football in the USA and here to bring it to you in the raw, uncut, unadulterated is the undisputed number one sports show in Atlanta and abroad. 100 yards of football live from headquarters. It's more than a game, more than a show. It's where football blends culture, economics, and society. Tap in, tune in, and lock in to 100 yards of football now. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome to 100 Yards Football today. It's our first NFL game preview of the season. The New Orleans Saints taking on the Atlanta Falcons in the Mercedes-Benz Dome in downtown Atlanta. So if you like the video today, please come and share. We surely, surely appreciate it here at 100 Yards Football. I'm your host, Vincent Turner. And as I always say, I'm going to say this. It's a blessing, me being 62 years old, being able to talk about the New Orleans Saints and Atlanta Falcons' first game of the year. And real talk, I remember back in the days, living in Memphis, Tennessee, watching this great rivalry, <laughs> watching this gentleman playing the games in the Superdome. And Atlanta Fulton County Stadium. Boy, boy, boy. I'm so blessed and so grateful that I got this gentleman. And he's going to break down the Saints and Falcons. I don't have to say no more. Please, please understand this. The gentleman started the tradition of Florida State where they at today. No disrespect. Florida State wasn't even on the map. <laughs> but in 1979, they came out of nowhere and played in back-to-back Orange Bowls. You know who was the starting corner? Who ended up going on and becoming the first-round draft pick in the 81 draft? This young man right here in front of me from Delray Beach, Florida, South Florida. He's going to let me remember. I always keep this in y'all minds out there as you watch the video today. He's always going to let me know that the best football is played down in South Florida. <laughs> in his subtle way and in his ego way he gonna always tell me that the best football players come out of South Florida but let's get to the game the Saints and the Falcons Mr. Bobby Butler how you doing man God bless and one more thing before you get into breaking down the game what makes this rivalry so intense and so bitter over the years why is it that you have Millions of fans coming up from New Orleans, from New Orleans to Atlanta, <laughs> and then a lot of fans running around in New Orleans. Your uh, fault, sir. 
Hey, man. So I got my opinion, right? And, and you know, I was drafted in 1981, and this rivalry, matter of fact, my rookie year, we opened our first regular season game mm. in Fulton County Stadium against the Saints. Uh, we came away with the W back then. But, you know, it, it's, it's amazing. I, I, so you think about this rivalry. Back in the old day, Benson, uh, we played in the NFC West, the Falcons, the Saints, the 49ers, and the Rams, Los Angeles Rams. We're all in the same division back in the old day. So you think about the Rams and the 49ers. They were the marquee um, teams in that division. And the two teams that scrambled at the end of the division, at the back of the division, was the Saints and the Falcons. So, so both of us were trying to do everything to win games. So it became a heated rivalry. And um, uh, the rivalry of the bottom of the NFC West, right? But when you put, a, when you, when you put together two teams in the South, like the city of New Orleans and then the city of Atlanta, especially back in those days when the growth really started to take off, I'm here in the city of Atlanta. You you had a big time rivalry, and so it's been good. And over my course of my career, of course, you know we evolved. You know the Falcons were pretty good, and the Saints got pretty good. And um, matter of fact, we met in the playoffs in 1991. We beat them um, in a wild card playoff game over in back in in New Orleans in the Superdome. So it, it's been going on since a long time, man. And um, and we have a great rivalry today. So here's the thing with rivalries, and everybody should know this about rivalries. It don't matter who's the favorite in a rivalry game. You know, they're going to scrap like dogs and cats when they line up to play each other. I don't care who's got the best talent on the roster. It don't matter, right? It don't matter. So you always give yourself a chance. You know, right now, you look at this game, all the odds makers got the Saints winning this game. And for a very good reason, right? For a very good reason. So let's take a look at, real briefly, um, a little bit about the Falcons and what's going on with them, and then I'll cover the Saints, and then I'll give you um, my opinion on who's going to win this first game. So you look at our head coach, Arthur Smith, relatively a new coach um, uh, with us. Um, you know, we, we've passed the Matt Ryan era, and, you know, we traded Matt Ryan, and the Falcons said, okay, now maybe it's the best time for us to look for a younger quarterback and to kind of rebuild the program. So we're in a rebuilding stage. And I know that all too well, um, Vincent, because in my 12 years in the National Football League, we were rebuilding all 12 years, which is not good, right? So what happens when you rebuild? Well, a lot of the old great players are going to be left out and going to be gone, going to be released or traded somewhere. And you're going to bring in all this new, all this vanilla talent into the program. And we're going to start all over again and look for marquee players to piece together and to maybe build um, a, a winning franchise. Well, we didn't get a chance to draft anybody really high. But I don't think there was anybody really significant enough to take at the quarterback position for us. So what we did, uh, we we got Marcus Mariota from from from, um, from um, um, the Raiders, and then we drafted a kid who, in my opinion, is going to be a pretty good quarterback, Desmond Ryder from Cincinnati. I like everything he stands for. I like um, that um, the fact that he's almost like a Brady in a way, not from an athletic or talent. Uh, 
standpoint, but more so nobody's ever given him a chance or a real shot at being a guy. So that thing that ticks on the inside of his chest is hard you know, is going to keep him grinding, going to keep growing him. And um, he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder. And and here's the thing. Marcus Mariota, let's know this. He's a bridge quarterback. That's what he's here for, to bridge us until we can find a guy to be our, our, our future leader. And so, and Marcus knows that's what he's here for. But he's got a great opportunity to come here and start. You know, he's haven't had that opportunity since he left Tennessee. So he's going to come in, hopefully, ready to play. But I think you're going to, we're going to see a lot of Desmond Ritter this, this season. He's going to get his opportunities, all right, which is great. So, so let's look at some of the guys we have on the roster. we got that Superman that played last year named Cordero Patterson. I don't know what you call him, Vincent. You're running back, wide receiver. I call him an RW, right? So he can do both. And we know he's all pro. Um, player, very gifted, very talented, one of the best kickoff returners in the history of the game. There's nothing he can't do. But now what we really need for him, because, see, if, if the way they did him last year, I love the way they played him last year. They took this guy, and, and they were looking at the matchups. He played running back. He played receiver. You had to find him on the field, and hopefully you could defend against, you know, what he brings to the table. So I don't know who we got as that second back, you know, I know Damian Williams um, uh, was called in to, to maybe be that guy. We'll see if he can um, um, support that and be a great running back when Cordell go to wide receiver or not. But we got some talent on the offensive side. You know, we selected a great tight end out of the University of Florida, Kyle Pitts, who had a, a great year last year. And um, I think he's going to should put together another great season this year. And then we got a look, we drafted uh, a receiver high in the first round, you know, from the great University of Southern Cal, you know, rookie first round, Drake London, you know. And here's the thing about Drake, and I think he's got the potential to do this. He's got to be a veteran day one with Vincent. He can't consider himself a rookie. He's got to come in and understand that, look, I need to lead this wide receiver group. I'm a first rounder, I'm a high first rounder. The job is mine. I need to go out here and lead, right? So what we got to find out, though, if we can get the chemistry between our quarterbacks and our receivers going, right? We got to find some chemistry. And I also believe that we've got to – and in that chemistry, I mean, we got – let's on, on the football field at one time, our starting lineup, you're going to have Cordero in the game, you're going to have Kyle Pitts in the game, and you're going to have London in the game. Right. So with those three guys, can we as a coaching staff, because it's going to take the coaching staff to do this, can they play the chess game to mess with opponents? See, I believe in the chess game. Vincent. You know, Tom Brady is a chess game quarterback. He's not the most talented. Y'all know this, but he's one of the most intelligent. And he understands one thing. He understands the five to eight yard pass. And hopefully we can get Marcus and Ritter to come in and do that with the talent that we have. And I think if we do that, we're going to be all right. You know, and if our offensive line hold up, that's always the key, how we do up front. Now, on the defensive side, I'm not going to talk a whole bunch about them because a lot of the defense is predicated on how well the offense play. Can the offense keep the defense off the field? Are we going to have an offense like that, Vincent? Or are we going to be playing 100 plays every weekend? If that's the case, you know we're going to be in trouble. 
But you know, we got our perennial all pro, Mr. Garrett uh, Jarrett, Grady Jarrett, you know, and you know, my guy who I love, he's an all pro player, AJ Terrell, hands down. All right. So I'm not going to talk a lot about them. I think our defense can will be efficient enough, right, to get it done. But it's all going to be predicated on how well our offense plays. Can they control the ball? Can they keep our defense off the field? So we're going to see. Like I said, we're in a rebuilding stage, and we're going to see how that pans out in the first game, right? But now here we go with the enemy, the Hudats, right, the Saints. You know, of course, they don't have their play caller, you know, uh, no more. He's not the head coach anymore. Um, Sean Payton, he's gone, right? Drew Brees is gone. Hallelujah, finally. But they got uh, Jameis Winston, who last year was, um, I mean, he was doing it, right, until he got injured. So we're going to see with Dennis Allen as the head coach because, you know, Dennis Allen is a defensive-minded coach, right? This is his second stint as a head coach. He was a Raiders head coach when my son Bryce was out there, right? And so he's been a D coordinator. So they hired him in-house. And so we're going to see if Jameis can team up with Michael Thomas, who before his injuries, y'all, y'all got to remember, he was the NFL league leading receiver in catches for two, three years in a row. I mean, he was catching 140 balls in a season. I mean, it's crazy, right? So he's a big body who can also, you can use him almost like Vincent, like a tight end, right? So is James going to be able to come in and continue to grow and go in the direction he was going, lead them, and how Michael Thomas is going to fit in? Now, you know they got a superstar running back from Norcross High School. I got to mention that, right? Named Alvin Kamara. And we know what kind of player he is, right? He can do anything you need him to do. He can run the ball out of the, out of the eye, out of the backfield. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's a tremendous talent. So they got him, right? But it's still going to be, in my opinion, it's going to be based on how Jameis Winston and Michael Thomas play, right? Now, on top of that, from a defensive side, the Saints are loaded. They loaded. And the first name I'm going to call is Cameron Jordan. Oh, my Lord. What a player, right? He's one of the best defenders in the whole National Football League. They got Demario Davis, one of the best linebackers in the NFL. They got one of the best safeties, one of the smartest safeties, um, Tyron uh, Matthew, a.k.a. the Honey Badger, has joined them this offseason. But they can't go wrong when they got a little bit of DB University in there, too. And so, you know, we got P.J. Williams in, the, in that secondary. And so, hey, listen. The Saints on paper, on paper, look a whole lot better than the Falcons do right now. Okay. Um, the Saints passing game should be better this year with Jameis, with Michael Thomas, with Alvin coming at the backfield than they were in the per, um, uh, past two, three years since Drew Brees is gone. So I look for I, I look for an uptick in the in the passing game for them, right? But at the end of the day, Vincent. I said all that to say this. It don't matter. This is a Falcons-Saints game. Opening day in Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. And the thing that we don't want to happen more than anything, we don't want the Hudats to come here and win in our stadium. 
Now, if you if, if you check history, the last few years they've been dogging us here in our stadium, right? So somebody got to revive. Somebody got to revive this game for us. It's just not a game. It's the Saints Falcons game, and it means a lot to the city of Atlanta. You know, for you new players who are just coming into the Falcon organization, where, whether it be out of college or with another NFL team, y'all better be ready to play because it's, it's going to be hot and heavy out there. Now, when I look at the game, Vincent, I still, and you know I'm a hometown guy, but I'm going to give the Saints the edge in this game. You know, I think they'll win by seven, but it should be a very good game, very well-played game. I can't see, I can't wait to see the offensive formula for the Atlanta Falcons in this game. When I think about this football game, I think about the rivalry. I think about the history, the players, Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, but they're gone. They're not coming through the doors no more. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to start with the Saints. I'm going to keep it plain and simple. Mm-hmm. If the Saints are going to reach a level and Dennis Allen's going to be successful as a coach down in the Big Easy, it's all about the young man from your school, Florida State, Mr. Jameis Winston, who's had kind of like a a funny, weird career. Mm-hmm. Left Tampa, came to New Orleans, and I was surprised at the moon he came as a backup. <laughs> but he waited his time. Obviously, we didn't know what New Orleans was going to do. But I would say this. Last year, he played good football. Before he had his knee injury, the Saints were five and two. Mm-hmm. 14 touchdowns, three interceptions. Mm-hmm. To me, he's the key to the Saints whole season. I'm talking about them going deep right. and becoming a Super Bowl contender. Because right. you mentioned the defense is lights out. Mm-hmm. Cameron Jordan, what more can you say? Mm-hmm. Class act off the field, class act on the field. Right. His father was a hell of a class act. Steve Jordan, tight end with the Vikings. He was the real and deal. man has played so well over his career. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Absolutely. He's brought that other boy on the other side of him, Marcus Davenport. If he can stay healthy, the Saints are going to have the best defensive ends in the game. And I'm so glad that you gave flowers to Demario Davis, <laughs> Arkansas State. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If he hasn't been the best linebacker in the middle in the last four years, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> then Marcus Lattimore, Bobby, you saying DBU, but you forget about the Buckeyes. <laughs> this is a very good New Orleans team. It's all about Jameis Winston, man. He's got the toys. As you say, Alvin Kamar, Michael Johnson, Michael Thomas coming back 2019 Offensive Player of the Year. Yes. But most of all, the Saints, I'm going to go back to Jameis. What do Jameis likes to do, Mr. When he likes to go deep? I think one of the better draft picks in the draft, the young man from Northern California, by way of Ohio State Buckeyes, four by 100 speed, Chris Avalé. Mm-hmm. And they said he was taking the top off DBs in practice and training camp and in games. Mm-hmm. Now with the Atlanta Falcons. I think since I've been here in 1996, I've seen a lot of coaches come through here. <laughs> Dan Reeves, Super Bowl coach, Dan Quinn. But I can honestly say 
Arthur Smith is a different animal. Seems to me the media doesn't like him. <laughs> but Arthur Smith seems like he's mad all the time. <laughs> but he has a plan in place. The thing with the Falcons, of course, they got problems in the offensive line. That's one thing I think if the offensive line plays anywhere up to capabilities, not Pro Bowl level, but them able to run the ball a little bit, I think the, the Falcons can be really dangerous. They got a real good running back in Tyler Algier from BYU. Mm-hmm. But getting back to Mr. Smith, here's a guy that has success. Now, granted, the Falcons don't have an offensive line like they had over in Tennessee. But he did have Derrick Henry. He did took a quarterback that was on this Alton Ryan Titan Hill, and they became a playoff team. That's why he got the Falcons' job. But to me, as we sit here, even some beat writers that cover the Falcons, they always blast in the Falcons. They're not going to win but four games this year. They're not going to win but five games this year. You know who I'm talking about because mm-hmm. watching this. Mm-hmm. You write for the Falcons for the AJC. I don't understand you being a beat writer and you killing your own thing. <laughs> that's why this song "Undisputed Truth" they smile in your face. They want to take your place. Backstabber. That's right. Then you got this other guy to play quarterback in Georgia. Yeah, I'm throwing shots today. They didn't even get to the league. <laughs> he only got a, a national championship. Based on the running back doing your time. <laughs> Come on, man. Absolutely. And that's supposed to be your hometown team. You blasted them? Because <laughs> you mad because you didn't take players from Georgia? Uh... And you really, really knocking the coach Arthur Smith. Okay, they took Drake London. Mm-hmm. But remember this. I like the move. Drake London... If he stays healthy, Cal Pitts, they can be five slammer jammer. There you go. There you go. They, they can be guys that can move the chains. There you go. Drake London had over 83 receptions. There you go. So stop knocking the pick. Mm-hmm. And stop knocking the pick because you didn't take Nicobe Dean. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But let this man coach. They won seven games last year. <laughs> with somebody else players. That's right. With a quarterback that couldn't even move in the pocket. That's right. And they got good players. Remember this. Cordell Patterson has helped now. Tyler Adjir is a, fun, a, a great running back, one of the best mm-hmm. that came out of college football last year. Mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts is a star in the making. Mm-hmm. Defensively. They still got Grady Jared. Granted, they got to they got to generate a pass rush, but they got a pretty good deep corner and deep deep peas. Y'all had him so upset last year. Y'all killing him. Mm-hmm. We're talking about people in the media. They're supposed to be supporting the Falcons. <laughs> and you got one of the best corners in the game, AJ Terrell. Yes. And you bring another veteran, Casey Hayward. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand all the venom to the Falcons. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna tell you this. Don't be surprised what happened in the first game. Mm -hmm. And remember this. I can tell you why you don't like Arthur Smith, because you maybe feel like he's entitled. 
because his daddy came to Memphis, Tennessee in 1976 with only three trucks and started a company that went billions by the name of FedEx. That's right. Maybe y'all got a problem because he coming out of that. Maybe y'all got a problem feel like he don't pay his dues. But all I know, when he was under Mike Vabel in Tennessee, they made the playoffs back to back. Back to back. Right. And the thing, BB, is that the guy is in his second year and the media's killing him. Exactly. But you know what? That's why they play the game. Ha-ha. The Falcons got offensive line problems, and I'm telling you, if they fix that offensive line problem, if Kayla McGarry can play at 70%, mm-hmm. the Falcons are going to be a dangerous football team. Mm-hmm. And I want to know all you people out there, you know what I'm talking about. You do like this. You know what I'm talking about, writer for the AJ City. I'm this right here, but brother. I'm blue and white. You know what I'm talking about. What you going to say then? Oh, you the gentleman over there that you wrote the laws of a running back where you only completed one pass in the national championship game. Stop the madness and support the Falcons, baby. All I'm going to say, I'm going to enjoy the football game. I didn't mean to get at him today, but I didn't play like he was 100 yards. And I got a gentleman that played 12. Listen to this. Uh, you know I'm talking about AJC and Georgia Bulldog. I have a gentleman in front of me that played on the Florida State team that started that tradition there. A school that came out of nowhere in 79 and 80 and ended up ranked in the top five. And he played 12 years in the league. And he played for this organization. You heard what he just said. They're going to be a decent football team this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm riding down with the gentleman in front of me. All you other people didn't play at a high level. Mm-hmm. All you other people didn't play 12 years in the league. All your other people don't come from South Florida. He played on the one of the greatest college coaches ever in Bobby Bowden. And they built from something, from nothing. Hey, Bobby, look how God is in this plan right here. Mm-hmm. BP. Florida State. How many games did they win before you got there? They were five and six the year before I got there. And ended up when you leaving? Ten and two. Back, back, back and back, orange ball and ranked in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Austin Smith ain't been here a good two years. <laughs> right. I had a phone call from somebody yesterday. You know what I'm talking about. Hey, man, your boy, uh, he can't coach. Dad, uh, catch the guy that played lacrosse. I don't understand him. <laughs> well, he won seven games last year. Right, exactly. They beat the teams they boast to beat. Exactly. A quarterback, granted, Matt Ryan is probably the greatest quarterback in this franchise history. Mm-hmm. It's no question about it. A lot of respect for Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. But let's face reality. The offensive line wasn't good. He couldn't move. He was a statue. Right. That's why he got hit. Right. But what I've seen in preseason, Marcus Mariota can move. Mm-hmm. Desmond Ritter can move. move. It's right. going to be differently this year on offense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if Kevin Ridley wasn't committed to seeing he did, mm-hmm. This football team will be very dangerous. Mm-hmm. So that being said, I'm really on the on the nails, but it's going to be a close football game. I think the Saints are going to win 27-24. But I can tell you this, mm-hmm. like you said, Mr. BB, Bobby Butler, 
the National Football League, after that game, the Falcons going to put everybody on notice. Because mm-hmm. Arthur Smith, Mr. Smith, you know, I'm not even an Atlanta Falcons fan to the, to that state. Everybody know me. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to become the Atlanta Falcons' number one fan. Because you know why? Listen to you people out there. Arthur Smith is from Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> David Porter, Isaac Hayes, Elvis <laughs> Presley, his father Fred Smith that started the company in 76. You don't know that man got that in him. <laughs> All you doing is fooling him. You making a, you making this man motivated. <laughs> I'm the Falcons number one fan and Arthur Smith. Absolutely. I'm taking the Saints in the close football game 24-21. But the league on people put on notice. Final words about the football game and about the Atlanta Falcons season, Mr. Bobby Butler. Well, Vincent, I got I got to say first and forehand, you know, great job this morning uh, on your view of what's going on here. You know, the the media in Atlanta has never been good for the Falcons, unless the Falcons were winning. Thank you. And so it's always been that way. You know, I don't I don't expect anything any different, right? Um, <laughs> You go back in 1982 and pull up, if you can pull up an article on Bobby Butler in 1982 when we went to the playoffs during the strike season. And, um, you know, when I came here from Florida State, I didn't understand, you know, what this was all about. You know, fans with boo players and, you know, I'm like, what is going on? What are they doing? You know, what's going on? And so, and so I, I you know, a reporter asked me a question and I, and I had enough of it because I came from a great organization in college that won, where the student body, where the alumni, where everybody was bought in, right? Yes, sir. Everybody was bought in to what we were doing, and we were all on the same page. Then I came here, and, you know, uh, we're not all on the same page. So um, so anyway, um, I, like what, I like where the Falcons are right now. They're rebuilding. Um, they got two athletic quarterbacks. I think they can get it done with that. It's going to help the O-line out. Um, we still got to establish a run on offense. We'll do that. But I agree with you, Vincent. Um, Arthur Smith won seven games last year. And so this season, you know, he, we could very well see ourselves winning 10-plus games this year, right? And then all, all of these people are going to be jumping the bandwagon. So anyway, um, I give him a credit for what he's building, what he's doing, and, the, um, and I'm thankful that he's got the opportunity to continue what he's doing. And, and, and from a, when you look at us on paper, this is a hard place for us to be. But guess what, Vincent? We've been there before, all right? So kudos to the Falcons. Arthur Smith, can't wait to see you guys play on this Sunday. If you like the video today, please come in and share it. I'm your host, Vincent Turner. Thank you to my gentleman in front of me, the great Bobby Butler, who played 12 years with this organization. I can tell you this. I've been knowing this young man for the last two years pretty strong. And I can tell you as a former Falcons player, he has not one time ever criticized the organization. Even when Dan Quinn was struggling, he never criticized Dan Quinn. That's right. See, it's something about loyalty. When you say you're a fan of somebody, mm. I can understand you know emotions of the, the situation. When you write what I can understand, when you write for the team. And you constantly nitpicking mm-hmm. the bottom line. 
Y'all don't like the head coach. <laughs> y'all don't like where he's coming from. Because mm -hmm. y'all feel like he entitled because his daddy built something <laughs> in my hometown. Mm -hmm. 1976, the man didn't even have but two trucks. <laughs> and this young man got this head coaching job because what he did over in Tennessee. It's amazing to me. But this gentleman has never, ever, ever thrown an organization under the bus. A true falcon. So there's something about loyalty mm -hmm. that we need to understand here today. That's right. I'm an Arthur Smith fan. Mm -hmm. I'm a Falcon number one fan now. And it's going to start in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Bling, bling. Y'all was talking about outcasts, the ATL, rise up. Okay, y'all, I have not even them hurt, used that one cliche since Arthur Smith been head coach, wow. Mr. Butler. Wow. Have you? Nope. The media don't like Arthur Smith because he's not going to kiss your tail. <laughs> he's a hard-nosed guy that believes in his system. And stop talking about Drake London being injured. Look when he was healthy. Mm -hmm. If he's healthy, you're going to be talking in the same room because you talked about them taking Kyle Pitts last year. <laughs> now he ended up with a thousand yards and made the Pro Bowl. Now you still, you still got a problem because he had one touchdown. <laughs> Before we end our show today, we'd like to mention one more time, this show is presented by Bet Online. If you like the video, one more time, please come in and share. Special thanks to our producer, Mr. Logan Landers. Thank you for the legend, 12-year veteran, played in the league. The Atlanta Falcons, great Mr. Bobby Butler, Florida State Finest. He built DBU. Y'all be blessed here on 100 Yards of Football. What is your favorite moment from football history? What teams and players are you cheering on, and who will win it all? We want to hear from you, our listeners. Head over to 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, and leave us a comment. We might use your suggestion in an upcoming episode. Tune in daily to the podcast and watch our show live every week. We are 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio on the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.